Please stay tuned for important disclosure information at the conclusion of this episode. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. Great wisdom by Mark Twain. Stock market can go three ways, up, down, and sideways. Why is your portfolio only making money when the markets go up? This is Robert Kuhn. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Destination Retirement. I'm your host, Robert Kuhn. Thank you for joining us. I'm also the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. For those of you that have listened to the show, welcome back. To those that are new, I think you're going to find this show, uh, I don't want to say hard-hitting, but direct and educational. That's our goal. That's what we try to do each and every week. I see the numbers of downloads uh, on the podcast. Those of you that have listened to the show, you know that we do podcast every uh, radio show at KUHNCP.com. We do ask that if you find value to send that link on so others can hopefully find value as well. But everything we do at Kuhn Capital Partners is to provide a profoundly different wealth management experience. A couple of things that I think you need to be aware of is we, number one, we are a fiduciary, we're independent, we're a registered investment advisory firm, and we believe in active management. We believe that it's kind of investing can be rather, rather simple. If you lose less, ultimately you make more. If you want to have a conversation, we're having a tremendous amount of first-time conversations. My assistant, uh, our assistant of the firm, uh, Paige, will answer your call today. You can give us a call at 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Set up an informational call, chat, Zoom, meeting, whatever you're comfortable with, and uh, we'll make it happen this week. So Monday uh, and Tuesday uh, were clearly volatile days. The markets dropped uh, significantly. Everybody, um, you know, had, had thought that, uh, you know, it, the markets were just going to roar back. And then we had Monday. And, and on last week's show, we talked about individuals who have credentials when it comes to wealth management. And they had been calling for a 20% correction by October. That's a bold statement, a very bold statement. I don't think you see that uh, a whole lot today. Just simply because most of the time, uh, if you're wrong and you're of any prominence and you're out in the public eye, well, that will play on a loop on YouTube or Twitter or uh, pick your favorite social media platform. So there's a, not a whole lot of advantages of going out and making these bold statements. Nonetheless, um, you know, there, there have been some that have been made. I don't know if they're going to come to fruition. I think uh, there's a high likelihood that they may come to fruition simply because of where the economics are, where the market is, what's going on with interest rates, inflation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We talk about it constantly. I thought in the first segment, what we would talk about is portfolio construction. I have always spent tremendous amount of time on portfolio construction and what portfolio construction is, how do we invest? And those individuals that I meet with, you know, as a firm, you know, we work with individuals who have $100,000 and we work with individuals who have $15, 20000000 million. And many times the investments are uh, very similar. When you look at, you know, portfolio construction today, I think it's going to be critical because we've been in Disneyland when it comes to investing over the last 13, 14, 15 years. It's just not realistic, and I wish it was realistic to continue, but I think a lot of what has happened 
is the Fed has created a tremendous amount of bubbles. Money has been non-existent, or you know, the cost of money has been you know next to zero. And here we are today, and we have gone from a zero interest rate policy to a reported uh, they want to get to four percent um, interest rate policy. And the challenge with that is, again. We've talked so much about over the years that we're just seeing things that we've never seen before. And I can go on for hours and hours and hours. But you're starting to hear now people call for deflation because when the Fed hikes rates, it generally takes around nine months for it to trickle through uh, the economy and for you to see the effects of that. So year to date, you know, we're, we're at zero. Now we're at two and change reportedly going to 4%. So we don't know what that the outcome is going to be in 2023, 2024. Uh, many people are calling for a significant, meaningful recession. And there's a lot of uh, validity, I think, to those concerns. And I think they're things that we have to start thinking about. And it all comes back to portfolio construction. And the average investor, unfortunately, continues to use bonds as a portfolio stabilizer. And I know we've talked about this over and over and over again. And if you've listened to every episode and every show, I know this is very redundant and I I apologize, but it's one of the greatest misnomers when it comes to investing is that bonds are safe, that bonds are, uh, you know, the portfolio stabilizer. Because what I hear from many people that I talk to is, well, I have a balanced portfolio. Well, what does a balanced portfolio mean? I mean, it means you have equities and you have bonds. So what happens in years like this year where we've seen bond funds, bond ETFs, individual bonds, bonds, mutual funds, separate account bonds, uh, management, many are down 15, 20, 25%. That's just year to date. And that's on your safe money. And I guess, you know, what could happen is an advisor could say, well, ultimately it'll come back. My goodness. I mean, how long will it take to come back? I mean, it could take two, three, four, five years. Uh, You can't get stuck in that mindset. Well, now I can't do anything because there is always something that you can do. But this was so telegraphed. And so when you have a balanced portfolio, a balanced portfolio is something that may have made sense in the 60s, the 70s, maybe the 80s. Um, and it could make sense today, but I think it's a, a lazy way of managing money. I think that it's easy to sell. It's easy for advisors to sell. It's easy for advisors to get new clients by talking about that. But then who's left holding the bag? You are. So not only are your equities down 15 to 20%, your fixed income is down 10 to 30%. Well, portfolio construction was wrong, and that is something that needs to be addressed. So the conversations that we're having with individuals that call, it's really, you know, more just um, let's talk about how your portfolio was constructed. How could it handle the what ifs? What did you have in your portfolio that would do well if we had raising interest rates, rising interest rates, or if the markets, you know, drop significantly? So, you know, portfolio construction is key. And again, you could have 100,000, you could have 10 million. Uh, everybody needs to construct a portfolio. And if, if you've lost a lot of money in fixed income, you know, equities, 
let's give that a pass. I mean, our equity growth managers that we allocate to, um, generally speaking, have 50, 60% cash today. They're not immune to losses, of course, but having a large cash position when the markets recover, ultimately, you know, in theory, those, those losses are recouped much quicker than buy and hold. But let's not talk about the equity side today. Let's talk about the fixed income side. What do you do? I mean, your advisor told you that you have a balanced portfolio, it can manage risk, and well, now it can't because the safe money's down 10 to 30%. Advisors can't say that this wasn't telegraphed. They can't say that this caught them by surprise. It, it, it simply can't be said because this has been talked about in the industry um, you know, over the last two years, I mean, just almost nonstop as far as when rates were going to go up. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. If you want to have a conversation about portfolio construction and your current asset allocation. So that's key. Uh, I don't know what I would do if, if my safe money was down 15 or 20%. I would fire an advisor, you know, right off the bat, um, simply because they didn't do their job. You know, we'll give the equity side a pass. Okay. But everybody has you know, different philosophies when it comes to equities. I mean, our belief is that you have to use cash to mitigate, you know, risk and doesn't mean you're not going to lose money in the short term. But if you have cash to put to work at lower prices, ultimately, you know, if we look a year, two or three down the road, uh, it's probably going to be deliver much greater results than, you know, kind of a buy and hold strategy. So look at your portfolio. If you're down substantially in the bond space, then we have to have a conversation, 630-492-1912. And I guess the next answer is, well, what do you do? Well, first off, you don't allocate the bonds. And I mean, that has been something that, you know, we've been very, very adamant about for the last three years. And one could say, well, that's not smart because I'm told the older you get, the more um, you know, allocation that you're supposed to have in bonds. Well, no, the more allocation you're supposed to have in something that's safe, that will act as a true portfolio stabilizer. And, and those investments are out there. I mean, we can get bank notes today from, you know, all of the big banks, um, depending upon, you know, what, um, you know, how they're constructed. There's pretty, you know, there's some very basic ones there's some very exotic ones. There's, of course, pros, cons, risks, um, you know, ways you can lose money, et cetera, that we have to talk about. But we can, you know, get a bank note today that is, you know, two to three years in, in duration and paying, you know, anywhere from five to, well, with the volatility here recently, um, you know, we could probably see, you know, 10, 11% again. And they're very short duration notes. They're going to take some education because it's, you know, probably something that you haven't heard of or um, has been, you know, mass marketed to you, but it's a trillion dollar market. It just takes a little bit of education from the advisor to say, okay, we're going to teach you something here. And it may take one meeting or call or two or three or four, but for you to invest some basic time, and it's rather simple, actually, once you hear it, you know, we're going to save you potentially, you know, significant downside on your bond portfolio. So yeah, banknotes are one way. Um, there are other principal protection strategies that are starting to um, generate significant interest. Um, oddly, you know, probably, well, I don't want to say oddly, but they're gaining interest because of the market. And there is certainly some validity to the, the need of, you know, an investment inside of a portfolio that can't lose. Um, there's always a trade-off when you can't lose. The problem is there's hundreds of those types of strategies. 
uh, job of an advisor is to look at the, which one is going to be the best for the client, not the one that's going to pay the most commission to them. So out of, you know, the principal protection type strategies, uh, there's probably, I don't know, 100, maybe 25 tier ones. Um, you know, we have one or two that we have decided through, you know, our research, our due diligence, you know, us, you know, looking at, you know, peeling back the onion, looking at how it's made, that we have found that are very client friendly. Um, and, and they give, you know, they do what they do. You're principal protected. You can't lose money. Uh, your gains are locked in when you have a gain on an annual basis, which is a big deal, not two years. And if you're content with, you know, I like to tell people there's a range, obviously. I mean, if you look at the last 10 years, I mean, the returns were 10% a year. I mean, 10% a year with no risk is pretty crazy. So could it do it? Yes. Um, but I don't want to set expectations incorrectly. I think, you know, if, if you're content with the possibility of never losing a penny, uh, on an investment and, you know, making four to, to maybe 8% annual, um, that's a good chunk of money that could be a great portfolio diversifier that we need to talk about. So we're talking a lot more about that. And again, it's education. Here, here's the goods, here's the bads, here's uh, the risks, here's where we think, you know, the, the risks lie. And here is where we think it should be positioned in a portfolio. But if, if that's you, uh, for some money, uh, let's have a conversation. So again, 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Thanks for joining us this September Saturday morning. More after the break. Would you like your portfolio to be more certain in uncertain times? These days, there are more questions than ever. Before we can get to the answers, we have a question for you. What do you want to accomplish? Understanding the bigger picture is the first step to helping you pursue your goals today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. To schedule a complimentary call with Robert, please call 800-674-3217. Again, that's 800-674-3217. With Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise, it's in our name. Welcome back. You're listening to Destination Retirement. I am your host, Robert Kuhn. I'm also the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent. We're a registered investment advisory firm. And yes, we are a fiduciary. We always will try to provide you a profoundly different wealth management experience. I've seen far, for far too long, just basic cookie cutter portfolios that continue to get hit. And I think you're going to be very, very disappointed if you have a buy and hold strategy that uses fixed income as your portfolio stabilizer over the next one to two to three years. It's time to have a conversation. We want to talk about portfolio construction. We want to talk about alternatives that don't have interest rate sensitivity, that are not affected by interest rates directly, that can mitigate and give you uh, true, true protection for some of your money. As you know, we talked about in the first segment, if your investments are down, okay, we're going to give you a pass on the equity side. Let's look at your fixed income side. There's a chance you're down 10 to 25% on your so-called safe money, the money that quote unquote balances out a portfolio. If that's you, uh, let's have a conversation. 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. I know we talk a lot about investments and strategies. I mean, I think the purpose of the radio show is to take my brain and my conversations 
and my thoughts and on a Saturday morning for an hour, share them with people I don't know. And if what I say piques an interest, uh, we're here to help you. That's ultimately our goal. Our goal is to educate. Our goal is to help you not lose money or to minimize your losses. Our job is to let you know that not all strategies, not all advisors are created equally. Don't bury your head in the sand, especially in this market. I think, you know, we've been in Disneyland when it comes to investing over the last 15 years. I think what earlier in the week, that loss that we saw so much, and again, we've talked about this for an extended period of time. So uh, much of trading today is um, based on algorithms and computers. And if you think that technology is not going to continue in this industry, um, we're probably not going to be a good fit. Uh, because it is. And we're going to see these big ups, these big downs. And those that get hurt are those that just sit and take it. So, you know, let's talk about that. Another thing that just came to my mind, uh, this segment, I want to talk about diversification and asset allocation and why I think those are the two most overused phrases in the investment business. Um, but if we see these big swings, as you know, well, if you listen to the show, you know, or if you've talked to us, you know that we believe in buckets of money or, you know, different strategies, different return drivers. I think, you know, our process is rather simplistic. Um, we want to have strategies that can do well in all markets. We don't want to just be reliant upon the market to go up and interest rates to go down. The average person owns two things. They own equities and they own bonds, and both are down and down large this year. You know, we have a growth bucket. I don't want to dive into the growth bucket, but it's not a buy and hold. It utilizes cash. It's certainly down this year, um, but we do have large uh, a large cash position currently. So, you know, in theory, right, because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, uh, that money is going to get put to work at lower prices. Those losses are going to be recouped much faster than a buy and hold strategy. But then we have the protection strategy and, you know, the, the safe money strategy. And we talked about that in the first segment. But I often don't talk about the opportunistic slice. Very few advisors do it. The opportunistic slice, it may be 10% of your money, it may be 20% of your money, but it's a very, very important part of your money. That portion of your money is there to take advantage of near-term, short-term anomalies, mispricings, days like um, earlier this week where the markets were off. So there's going to be, in theory, a, a reversion to... Uh, the mean, at least in the near term of trading or strategies like oil right now. I mean, you look at where, you know, the price of oil is. And if you look at it per barrel and, and what the expectations are, you know, oil is on sale today, in our opinion. Again, doesn't mean that we're going to be right. But if we look at many technical indicators and you look at relative strength, Oil is probably a good opportunity to take advantage of um, it as, a, as an investment. And for the opportunistic money, we make a, a concentrated um, investment in strategies like that or stocks that are great companies but just get, you know, kind of just caught up in the shuffle on, you know, days like Monday and Tuesday of last week where we see significant sell-offs that we expect a 2 to 5 to 7 to 10% rate of return, you know, over the near term. Certainly you don't want to do that with all of your money, 
at least in our opinion, that probably wouldn't make sense unless you're, you know, you're a genius and you, you have, you know, the uh, tomorrow's newspaper. But shouldn't you have some money that is opportunistic, some money that could take advantage of, you know, let's just call them the fat pitches? Again, doesn't mean you're right all the time, but if you can be right more times than not and you're not reckless and making speculative, um, you know, bets, I guess speculative is, I don't know, you know, everybody's going to have a different definition of speculative, but concentrated um, investments. Our thought process is concentrated investments for some money in big multinational type strategies. Uh, generally, it's it may become a little longer of a trade. It's it's not one that we think is ever going to go to zero. But the point is that opportunistic money can offset a lot of the losses that you're experiencing in the growth bucket. I mean, that to me is what asset allocation is. You know, asset allocation in most people's mind is you want to own all asset classes. And if you go back and look at kind of modern portfolio theory, modern portfolio theory, which people talk about, advisors talk about, or they call, you know, or the efficient frontier, that was created by one person in the 50s when there was 100 mutual funds and 4%, 5% of individuals owned equities. And there was basically, I mean, $160, $170 billion national debt. But yet people are still relying upon that um, as the only way to manage money. So when you look at, you know, how are you managing risk and you ask your advisor how you're managing risk, well, you may say, the answer you may get is, well, asset allocation or diversification. That's even worse. Well, okay, let's look at your portfolio. You may have 20 investments. Okay, fine, good. What are they in? Well, we have all equities and then all bonds. Okay, good. Um, how's that working for you this year? Well, you're probably down substantially. Well, Mr. Advisor, Mrs. Advisor, I thought my bond money was supposed to protect me when the markets are down. Well, in many instances, the bond money is down more than um, the equity money, which in theory will take substantially longer to recover. Well, it was anomaly. Markets got rate, you know, interest rates rose very, very fast. It was, you know, unexpected. Well, no, not that that's wrong. Interest rates did rise very, very fast, but it wasn't unexpected. I mean, this is, has been telegraphed for, you know, the better part of 12 to, to 18 months. So asset allocation and diversification in most people's world is you own a bunch of stuff. Well, in our world, we want to own different strategies, totally different, unique strategies. Let's look at our strategies that can greatly reduce taxable income. Individuals have an opportunity through the end of the year to drastically reduce their taxable income and invest in a strategy that is paying double digit distributions on a monthly basis till the end of the year. Um, and then the tax law changes. The tax law came in effect in 17, sunsets at the end of the year, probably won't be voted upon again but you are grandfathered in if you get in today. I mean, it doesn't mean that there's not risks, there's not things we need to think about, but double-digit distribution strategies that can greatly reduce your taxable income to the tune of $100,000 invested, you'll get uh, be able to reduce your taxable income by $90,000 next year, active passive income, capital gains, et cetera. That's probably a conversation that we should have. Okay, that's one way to diversify. 
that strategy, those distributions are coming no matter what happens in the stock market or the interest rate market. Now, don't hear that that doesn't have its own risks because every investment has risks, but the distributions are predicated upon the market. And then we talked a little bit about, okay, the opportunistic strategy. Well, that's a different return lever inside of a portfolio, right? This is one that's not going to just simply track the market up and track the market down. I never understood why you would pay an advisor 1% to 2% to do something that you could do on your own. Yet 9 out of 10 investors, that is exactly the portfolio that they have. And, and we're going to help you understand that, and we're going to help you recognize that. Uh, you just have to you know, call Paige, and Paige will set a time up for, you to t- for us to talk this week. 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. We'll help you identify, are you diversified? And you know, so we have the one distribution strategy, we have the opportunistic strategy, and then we have, when it comes to the fixed income strategy, well, let's diversify away from fixed, you know, traditional bonds. Let's not forego and let's not, you know, we still need that portfolio stabilizer. Let's just bring in a strategy that's not going to be affected by interest rates or a strategy or directly affected by interest rates, a strategy that can provide that safety that you need. So I hear it over and over again when I talk with a, a new investor that is, you know, wants to learn a little bit more about what they're doing or what we're doing. I mean, my first question will be, you know, how are you managing risk? And generally they don't have a good answer. And I don't expect them to have a good answer because this is not their business. You know, this is what we do on a day in and day out basis. But generally after we look at the portfolio, it's, you own two things, you own equities, you own bonds. And people think they're diversified because on their statement, they may see 15, 20, 30, 40 different investments. Well, inevitably, they think, well, I must be diversified. Well, no, um, you probably um, are not. And the, you're going to have to look at you know, the CNBC or your favorite news channel to see, number one, did the market go up? Well, maybe you made money, maybe you didn't make money. And then on the interest rate space, what did interest rates do? Do they go up? Do they go down? So, you know, we've heard people say, well, now's the time to get in in January because there's one more rate hike. And it was a client who had, you know, a decent amount of money. Well, that advisor was wrong. And, and, and it's just, you know, when, when advisors are wrong over and over again, when it comes to those types of basic, basic portfolio construction uh, topics, it, it, it's time to look somewhere else. I mean, you just have to do it because if we're in a period of three to six years of, potentially sideways markets, how, where's the cash flow coming from to continue to grow your portfolio? Where's the cash flow coming from if you're in retirement for you that you, know, you can still maintain your standard of living and not have to worry about the markets? I mean, it's, you know, wealth is relative. You know, I met with, with an individual this week, sizable amount of money, $15 million, and he said he feels broke and he used to have a lot more money. And he just doesn't want to die broke. Um, You know, and to somebody who has a couple hundred thousand dollars, that may sound like a crazy statement, but it's not. Everybody is concerned. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. If you want to have a conversation, visit the website, KUHNCP.com, KUHNCP.com. Let's check to see if you're really diversified or if you just own two asset classes. We're here to help you. Just got to give us a call, 
492-1912. Are you considering buying an annuity? Or did you buy an annuity because you were promised stock market-like returns with no downside? If you own the wrong annuity, there is a great chance you've experienced little to no growth over the past few years. In many instances, the insurance agent received more in commission than many have in actual investment growth. If you'd like to learn more about our annuity repair strategy, please call Robert, 800-674-3217. Again, that's 800-674-3217. With Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise, it's in our name. Welcome back, you're listening to Destination Retirement. I'm your host, Robert Kuhn. I'm the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent, we're a registered investment advisory firm and fiduciary. Everything we do at our firm, whether it's financial planning, investment management, uh, referring out to other professionals, our job is to truly uh, provide you with a profoundly different wealth management experience. Wealth management is different to everybody. If you have $100,000 and that's your entire savings, well, you know what, or investments, you're wealthy. Uh, You may not be uh, wealthy or think you're wealthy, but we don't put wealth uh, in, in, as a certain number for you to be wealthy. Whatever you have, you have. And our job, if it's $1 million or $10 million, is to make sure that it's invested as efficiently as possible with the least amount of downside and not just sit here and explain away you know, losses like we've experienced, especially in the fixed income space. So if you want to have a conversation, we're doing obviously a lot of that. That's generally our process. It's kind of a meet and greet. It can be in person. It can be over the phone. It can be over a Zoom. We just want to hear about what you're doing, what you like, what your concerns are, what uh, you wish you had done. We'll share with you what we do, our process, what makes us unique, how we manage risk, how we take advantage of this volatility. Uh, And if you want to continue to the next step, what we'll do is review your current portfolio and we'll benchmark it to uh, the overall indices. We'll look at uh, fees. We'll look at what uh, it has done in comparison to our portfolio. And if we end up working together, fantastic. If we don't, well, then you're going to be much more educated than you were uh, prior to us having a conversation. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Paige will set a time for us up to talk this week. Okay, so let's get to uh, you know this segment. Uh, I, re- I want to look at, and I've really been very interested when it comes to marketing. You know, the firms that market, and we all know the big names, right? They know exactly, <laughs> they test every word. Um, they know exactly what is going to get somebody to act. So I want to look at, I thought for this segment, it would be fun to look at just a really basic uh, marketing uh, article that, uh, or, you know, uh, marketing piece that's available for everybody to look at. I'm sure you probably heard it or seen it. Um, it's mass marketed, but it talks about volatility. And I want to talk about, well, what you think when you hear, you know, it says the top things, you, the 10 top things you should know about stock market volatility. So I want to put it into perspective on what the average person who's not in the industry thinks and then what I think being in the industry. So number one, put points in perspective. Okay, good. I think that's always important to do. Headlines sometimes bear the news of the Dow dropping, inciting fear, but it's all relative, a 1% swing uh, at year end. In 2021, uh, levels equals 363 points. When the Dow was at 10,000 points, it was a 1% swing was 100 points. So volatility is a matter of perspective. 
Okay. Well, first off, most people don't track the Dow uh, in the industry. It's the S&P 500. Uh, most individuals will look at the Dow and try to use that as a gauge. Uh, most professionals, if not all professionals, will, will benchmark to the S&P 500. It's a better representation of, of kind of the market as a whole. Volatility is a matter of perspective. I guess, I mean, am I supposed to feel um, good about losing money, uh, especially in the fixed income side? I, I don't know. I think volatility is always a matter of perspective. I think here the average person would feel okay with, you know, seeing sizable drops. We think that volatility creates opportunity. Volatility creates massive uh, money-making opportunity, you know, over a market cycle. So I'm not, you know, I don't have a whole lot of, of thoughts there. There's an index for that. The CBOE VIX or fear gauge is a gauge of investment sentiment. The VIX tends to have an inverse correlation to the S&P 500. When the market is down, fear is up and vice versa. A score below 20 generally indicates investors contentment. A score above 30 suggests anxiety. Well, absolutely. I mean, there is, you know, the VIX is a good gauge. It's not perfect, but it's a good way to measure risk. A lot of the strategies that we use um, that, uh, whether it's the bank notes or the principal protection strategies, uh, the VIX and the movement of the VIX affects those. Uh, I don't know really what the average person would think about that. It, that one's kind of a, a tough one, but in, in our world, the VIX is, you know, they call it the fear gauge. It's very basic, but it's just one of probably 10 technical indicators that, that we look at. The only thing to fear is extreme fear itself. Um, I think some very prominent person once said something along those lines. A VIX score of 40 or higher indicates extreme fear among investors. This doesn't happen often. In fact, since 2010, the VIX has only spiked uh, so high on 51 trading days. Again, I don't know how this is supposed to make you feel better uh, about volatility, but uh, this is what's you know, out there being marketed. Uh, number four, don't let bad days blind your good days. Since the VIX inception in 1990, 61% of days of extreme fear occurred in 2008 and 2009 during the global financial crisis. Most years, 23, since 1990 to be exact, didn't see a single day when the VIX hit over 40. Extreme fear has been the exception, not the rule. Well, it is until it's not. And in this industry, you expect what doesn't happen often to happen. In 1987, um, I don't know how they calculated it, but it's widely reported that the 1987 crash, the odds were one in a trillion. Well, okay, good, but you know, what do you tell the client And uh, when that does happen? And again, it just comes down to like we've talked over and over again about portfolio construction. You know, not having all of your eggs in one basket doesn't mean owning just equities and fixed income. It's actually owning totally uniquely different strategies that are going to act independent of each other. Basic investing 101, but you know, most people don't do it. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Paige will set a time for us to talk this week if you have any investment-related questions. Okay, number five, volatility in 2020 was much higher than usual as a result of COVID-19. Volatility in the S&P index in 2020 was more than double the 10-year historical average. It absolutely was. So what happened in 2020? Markets sold off drastically, and then they came right back. Uh, an anomaly, to be sure, but let's look at what the index did. The index did 18%. So if you had a buy-and-hold strategy, 
you went down a bunch when the world was coming to an end. Uh, and if you didn't raise cash, you have a lot more guts and strength than I do. Well, it paid off for you. You're up 18% of the year, uh, at the end of the year. Well, what if you had a strategy that actually managed risk, that actually utilized and took advantage of the volatility, meaning when the world was coming to an end, they used cash, me as a hedge, and then it was redeployed at lower prices. And what if you could have been up 40% for the year or 35% for the year just by making two or three asset allocation tweaks and doing what advisors are supposed to do, which is managing risk and mitigating losses and moving to the sidelines. And, and again, it's not day trading. It's not getting out at the top or getting in at the bottom, but it's moving to the sidelines when we are in a pandemic that we thought um, we had no clue what was going to happen. And uh, you know, managers that manage risk and then re-entered the markets, well, they missed a lot of the downside and they took advantage of a lot of the upside and they significantly outperformed uh, the S&P 500. So Again, I guess it's two styles of, of thoughts and two styles of philosophies, but I think over the long term, uh, ours wins. So number six, patience is a virtue. While investing in the stock market, it does have its ups and downs. The longer an investor stays invested, the less significant those bumps in the, the road appear, as represented, obviously, over the long-term average of the S&P 500, 100%. If you have 100 years worth of time, if your time horizon is 100 years, you don't need an advisor. You just buy the market and hold it and hope that um, you know, ultimately it goes up. I don't talk to many people who have a 100-year time horizon. Most individuals that I talk to are either in retirement. So that stat of you know, just an advisor putting you know, 100 years worth of data and historical returns in front of you is, is useless. Uh, and, and we talk a lot to individuals who are, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from retirement. And it really comes down to what do you want to believe? Do you want to feel good and rely upon that? Or do you want to recognize that there have been 10, 15, 20 year periods of significant underperformance? And we may just be in one of those. And we're not calling for that. And it's not our base case. But our job is to still make you money no matter what's going on in the market. Again, it's been Disneyland the last 15 years for advisors. I can't stress enough that if you've lost a lot of money in your fixed income allocations today, 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, 25% down, we have to have a conversation. So 630-492-1912. So yeah, patience is a virtue, but very few people that I have uh, that we work with that we advise on have 100 years worth of time uh, or 100-year time horizon, so I don't know what 100 years worth of market data really truly means. Okay, number seven, no one said it's going to be easy. So from 1979 to 2020, the S&P returned on average 12.35%. Uh, very, very true. Um, there were only three years in which the index returned between 9 and 12 during that period. So yes, there was a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And technology and trend following and mathematical models, they're here and they're here to stay. Uh, it, the volatility is going to, you have two, two choices, just sit and take the volatility or jump on board and try to take advantage of uh, those new strategies. They're not cutting edge. They've been around forever. It's just typically you couldn't get invested in them because they didn't need outside capital. 
Well, today there's strategies, you know, that they all, you know, trend follow very similar, um, you know, strategies and, and you can take advantage of them now. There's money managers that have those strategies in place that utilize cash. So sit and take it or have an allocation to it. And we prefer the latter. So I uh, want to minimize volatility. Number eight, and we'll try to get through these uh, in the next minute or two. Uh, want to minimize volatility. If the market volati volatility makes you uncomfortable, you can work with a financial professional to include investments in your portfolio that specifically seek to help minimize volatility without abandoning growth-oriented investments. That all sounds really great. Uh, unfortunately, most advisors that you work with, this buy and hold strategy, you diversify the market, and your portfolio on the equity side simply tracks the market up and down. Uh, on the fixed income side, if they're looking at saying, okay, we want to have allocation to a balanced portfolio, quote unquote, uh, that means bonds in most people's world. Well, again, how did that work out for you this year? I don't want to be condescending and it's not directed towards you, but it's unconscionable that people think that their safe money is down now 10, 15, 20, 25% and doesn't have the ability like the equity markets to, uh, to come back. Number nine, embrace volatility. You have to. I mean, you, you want to be, uh, you want to embrace it. You don't want to be controlled by it. We've talked about that over and over again. Uh, number 10, remember the glass has been more than half full historically. I don't know what that means. I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds like they want you to feel good about losing money. Um, you know, that that's not how we think. If we are down, we want to know why. We want to know what's the recovery plan. Is it okay? Like right now, like I said, on the growth side, um, our growth managers, uh, the bulk of them have large, large cash positions. So yeah, investing in losses hurt, but how do we come back quicker? What's the philosophy? What's the strategy? Has it worked in the past? Uh, again, as you know, we don't believe in buy and hold. So there you have it. That's what you're being marketed. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. More after the break. Hoping is good. Knowing is better. You are unique and your investments and plans should reflect that. Investors today want to find outcomes, not investments that simply track the stock market up and down. Did you know most of all mutual funds and managed accounts by Prospectus must stay fully invested no matter how good or bad the stock market is? There is a better way. We want our clients to use portfolio gains to compound their investments, not make up for portfolio losses. Schedule a complimentary call with Robert. With Kuhn Capital Partners, partnership isn't just a promise, it's in our name. Welcome back. You're listening to Destination Retirement. I'm your host, Robert Kuhn. Thank you for joining us for this last segment. Hopefully you found uh, the show informative, educational. Those are what we're going for. I am the president and founder of Kuhn Capital Partners. We're independent. We're a registered investment advisory firm. And yes, we are a fiduciary. Everything we do is to provide a profoundly different wealth management experience. As you know, wealth management, uh, don't let that uh, phrase uh, worry you or scare you. Uh, wealth management is the same thing for someone with $100,000 uh, as it is for somebody with $5 million to $10 million. It ultimately is whatever wealth you have. Our job is to make sure that it's being managed correctly, that it is going to provide you with and meet your goals and objectives, especially when it comes to cash flow. And, um, you know, that is just obviously something we, we have to focus on. I mean, we work all this time and so much of your success in retirement is where is the market at when you retire? 
newsflash, I think uh, we're in for a, an interesting one to five to seven years. Uh, what has happened over the last 15 years has never happened, so we're not going too far out on a ledge to say that uh, the next handful of years could be something that we've never experienced before. Doesn't mean major losses, but it certainly could mean major volatility, and that could be a recipe for disaster uh, when it comes to cash flow planning if you're in retirement, and then certainly if you're five to 10 years to retirement of uh, maybe not meeting ultimately your goals and your objectives that you have set for yourself and your family. So with that being said, uh, we do podcast every episode at KUHNCP.com. If you find any value in it, you can listen to the show again. You can listen to all of our past shows. Uh, it's pretty interesting having your thoughts and objectives um, in, in a forum that everybody can go back a year or two and, and, and see what you're saying at that time. And I think we've been pretty consistent. If you do find value, please uh, send the link on to others. Hopefully they'll find value as well. So uh, let's see, did I give you the phone number? I don't think I did. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. If you call today or during the week, Paige will uh, schedule a time for us to chat. Informational sessions are 10, 15 minutes tops. Uh, generally, they start with a call. If you want to come into the office uh, or do a Zoom, we certainly can do that. It's whatever you're comfortable with, but it's important to learn about you, what you're doing, what you like, what you don't like, what keeps you up at night, and then share with you what we do and see if there's ultimately a good fit. So, okay, let's get to the last segment. Um, today is, uh, what's just what a crazy week. And I've been saying that, you know, nonstop for uh, some period of time. And, and I like to give you insights into kind of my world. Uh, we've opened the door. If you've been into our office, it you just know that we're we're very laid back. But what we do is we take things extremely seriously when it comes to managing money, when it comes to losing money, when it comes to uh, not losing money, or at least having a plan in place to recoup losses, um, and and then just you know portfolio construction. So a couple of topics I want to share with you uh, that I hopefully think uh, well I know that they're probably going to make you think. And sometimes conversations are hard. You know, our job is not to make you feel good. I mean, we don't want to be jerks and condescending. And um, there's a lot of advisors out there that are. Um, we're empathetic and, and, and we feel bad just like you feel bad. Uh, but our job is to just be honest with you and make sure that you can hit your goals and your objectives. And it's one of the things that I've been on my soapbox for years is the use of uh, fixed income in portfolios. Uh, we were early, of course, because rates didn't you know, go up as quick as we thought they were, but now they are. And it's just, I think people are in shock. I think when they look at their safe money, because they've been told by their advisor that they have a balanced portfolio and their safe money's down 15% this year, 20% this year. And I have, you know, it's a newsflash. Chances are it's not coming back as quick as fixing, uh, as equities do. Uh, so if that's you, please let's have a conversation because we need to replace that outdated strategy with strategies that can replicate the safety of, uh, of bonds, but, but remove many of the risks that they experience. So I guess the question is, are you in denial with your investments? Um, that's something that I think you really, really need to think about when the markets go down. I can, I hear it certainly from, you know, people that, that aren't clients of ours that I haven't looked at my statements. And I'm purposely not looking at my statements. Well, that's just not the way to manage money. Let us deal with that. And what that tells me is if you have that feeling, 
then you probably don't have a good plan in place. And it's not a plan that's going to be successful long term, especially because uh, if it was, well, you would know, like with our equity bucket, okay, we're down, our equities are down. Um, and that's painful. But let's look at why they're down. Well, obviously, the market has been a challenge. But let's look at how do they recover? Well, 50% or plus in cash currently um, versus a buy and hold strategy. Buy and hold, it's going to take you forever to make those gains back up. Strategy in place that has cash, you know, in theory, in a perfect world, that money's put to work at lower prices. And then obviously you recoup those losses much quicker. So let's articulate to the client that it's not as bad as you think it is. Number one, we didn't lose anything, you know, in the fixed income space, right? Because we were proactive. We saw interest. Well, I mean, we did see interest rates coming, but that shouldn't separate. I mean, hopefully everybody saw interest rates coming. I just think advisors are lazy and they, um, you know, will explain away the losses to, to the individuals. So are you in denial with your investments? It's a question that you have to ask yourself with your investment plan. And if you are, um, okay, fine. I'm, I don't put this on you. I put this on uh, the advisor. So everything that I talk about, unless you're managing the money on your own, well, then you are the advisor. Um, but I'm going to put this on the advisor so we can help. And, and that's a message that I want to get across. And, and if helping is just educating you, then we did our job. I mean, we are servants to people who want education. That's kind of our philosophy. That's our mantra. That's how we've always been. That's how we'll always be. Uh, our job is to help you understand that there's other things out there that can mitigate many of the risks that the traditional investor experiences. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912 if you want to have a conversation. Another topic, uh, how much uh, can you afford to lose before your retirement plan is at risk? That's a issue. And, you know, we don't talk an awful lot about financial planning. Uh, I think people think you need to have a lot of money to have a financial plan. Um, you know, people with five to 10 to 15 to 20 million, you know, they have financial plans. It may, you know, but that doesn't mean that somebody uh, with 50,000, 100,000 or $150,000 doesn't deserve a financial plan. Everybody deserves a financial plan. And if I'm being honest here, the less resources you have, the quicker we can do a plan. Um, and you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. And I like to say the plan's not worth the paper it's written on if you're losing money. And I wonder how many of those financial plans took into consideration a 15 to 20% drop in your safe money. I don't think very many did. And so do you know what your margin of safety is? Do you know how much you can lose and how long it'll take to recoup that money before your retirement plan is at risk? We have clients that just want a simple plan. They manage the money on their own. Um, they'll never change, which again, it's your money. I'm not here to tell you how to manage your money. We may disagree, but it's okay. We can disagree and still be friends. Um, doesn't seem like that happens very much in this world today, but when it comes to money management, we always understand and respect it's your money. That, that's just it. You do what you want with it. Um, but if you are managing the money on your own, which there's a lot of individuals out there, many are now starting to say, well, maybe it was the bull market that, you know, that, that made me think that I actually knew what I was doing. And, and I think a lot of people know what they're doing, but they don't plan for the what ifs. They don't have the hedges in place that we can 
uh, bring in and, and put into place that, um, you know, you just kind of have to have some experience and have been there, done that. And, and, and we do. So we have, you know, people that want to us just to, to run a full blown financial plan. And we could do that. I mean, there's a cost to it and we'll share with you what our costs are, but you're going to get the best plan with the best software. And then you take it and do what you want with it. So, um, you know, there are people out there that uh, that's all they want. And if, if you want a financial plan done and you still want to manage the money on your own, um, okay, we can do it. We'll charge you uh, uh, whatever that cost is and, and you pay us, we'll run the plan. 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. I'm very concerned uh, about retirement income. I am very, very concerned about cash flow in retirement. Uh, people, I've seen it over and over again who have $1 million, $2 million, $3 million, $5 million. It's like they don't seem to recognize that you still have to have a cash flow plan in place. I mean, maybe you're not worried about paying the bills, but you need an effective cash flow plan in place. Those investors that are under a million dollars of uh, investable resources, I'm greatly concerned uh, for those investors. Look at what's going on with inflation. Look at what's going on with market volatility. I mean, it's a recipe for stress. It's a recipe for something that you didn't work your entire life to now have this world be just so upside down when it comes to inflation and national debt. I mean, the list can just go on and on and on. But your retirement plan, your cash flow plan, it must be revised because the traditional cash flow plan of fixed income, bonds, dollar cost averaging out of your portfolio, portfolio withdrawals, however you're going to do it, you know, using that old school of thumb of 4% of my assets, I'm here to tell you that you're going to have stress you just simply don't want. And I can't imagine, uh, it's a soapbox issue, and I apologize in advance, but cash flow planning, it, retirement income planning, you have to have a strategy in place that can, um, you can offload the risk for that. I mean, you just have to, in my opinion. Uh, something that can keep up with inflation, something that doesn't have to experience the market losses, something that you know is going to be there no matter what, that still has the opportunity to grow, uh, you just must. And if we're in a period of time where we see very little growth uh, over the next one to five to seven to 10 years and inflation is sticky, and maybe we hit peak inflation, I don't know, I'm not that smart. Uh, a lot of people who are much smarter than I am say that that's the case. Um, but what if it's persistently high? It, it, I, mean, I mean, look at it. And what if, if the market goes down, your resources, your purchasing power is going to come into question. So we have to make sure that we're looking at cash flow planning, retirement income planning differently than we have in the past. Um, there's nothing like peace of mind when it comes to that. And if that allocation represents 30% of a portfolio, 40% of a portfolio, 50% of the portfolio, whatever it is, when we see these ups and downs, it's not going to affect you as much because you know your income needs are set with your other guaranteed sources of income, Social Security, pension, and then strategies that, that we can implement and that we can put in place. So hopefully everybody you know found a nugget or two that uh, stuck out to you this week. Please reach out if you want to have a conversation. 
Uh, we're starting to do um, public seminars again. Again, our public seminars aren't, uh, we don't want to buy you a steak and either spend 70 or $80 on a steak. We want to get you in and, and, and educate you. We don't want you to come just for the food. We want you to come for the education. So if you want to get on that list, uh, we're going to start doing that as well again uh, into the fall and into the winter throughout the Chicagoland area. Um, we'll certainly uh, share with you the, um, uh, the locations and dates and times. So 630-492-1912, 630-492-1912. Make it a great week. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Kuhn Capital Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Any statement regarding such matters is explanatory and may not be relied upon as definitive advice. Opinions expressed are current as of the date of this recording, and such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of Kuhn Capital Partners. Any reference to guarantees, principal or income, protection, buffers, or defined outcome investments are generally structured notes or fixed insurance products backed by the claims paying ability of the offering company and are not insured by any government agency. Kuhn Capital Partners is not affiliated with any guests unless otherwise stated and does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of any data presented. Kuhn Capital Partners and its affiliates are not responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions in this recording. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including but not limited to the potential loss of principal. Advisory services are offered through Kuhn Capital Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor.